This is Young Jeffrey, the Young Jeffrey Show, and today I got a special, special guest in the building. I got my boy Matthew Harvey, man. We're going to get into a few topics that we're going to discuss and put over your head top, you know what I'm saying? Some things that we got to get off our chest, you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of politics and women and all shit, man. So before we get into that, let me get into my theme music. Young Jeffrey, the Young Jeffrey Show, and I got my boy in the house, the well-renowned six foot eight, Geronimo, the goat, Matthew Harvey. Man, what's up, man? What's up with you, Jeff? Man, thanks I'm, for having me on, bro. Man, I'm I'm excellent, man. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good in a in a good space, man. You know, growing, learning a lot about myself. Mm. Yeah, man. Every, all is good. All is good. What's up, man? How's your mental health? Oh, it's good right now, man. It's definitely good. Um, like I said, man, just trying to improve myself mm-hmm. daily right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and piece together the the best version of me. So, that's what's up, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Man. We got got a lot of a lot of topics to get to, a wide array of things to discuss. I want your perspective on a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's get right into it, man. Let's do um, it. We're living in we're living in times where the climate has definitely changed. Of course, we got the coronavirus going on. How you how you been keeping yourself healthy, man? What you? Uh, been safe. quarantined, bro. <laughs> quarantined yeah, yeah, up, yeah, man. man. Yeah, for sure. Quarantined up. Um, doing a lot of uh, well, I mean, you you eat a lot of Smoothie King, right? Or you used to? Uh, used to. Yeah. You know the immune yeah. builder smoothie. Yeah, yeah. So I basically make my uh, homemade version of those every every morning. Help with that. Um, but for the most part, man, quarantine it gives me a. Ch- I'm already kind of a homebody anyway, so it gives me yeah. a chance to yeah. you know stay in. I don't be out there like that, so. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. You masked up when you out there, man. Oh yeah, got to, man. Yeah. Look, I'm sure, uh, man. I'm working at the office, so we gotta put the mask on, take temperature, sanitize all that regularly. So. That's what's up, man? Yeah, bro. That's what's up, man? How do you feel about the people who aren't necessarily taking the virus seriously? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people that are saying you yeah. violate my rights and yeah, making um, me wear a mask and yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah, for like sure, for sure. Um, I I mean. It's ignorance at the end of the day mm-hmm. um, and self-entitlement because you don't take it seriously or you think it's a joke, so you're willing to jeopardize other people's health. Um, I think that's a terrible a terrible route to, to go, but again, man, everybody's not wired the same. So, And honestly, at the end of the day, unless the U.S. goes and actually like enforces something nationwide, you're not really gonna to see too much of a change. Yeah, man. Coronavirus, man. We got we got to check back in. Was it what? Was it April? Or was it something like it was that? Something like that. We we ain't really seen much since then. Uh, I heard it's supposed to be another one on the way. He's supposed to be. Like, we crossed, crossed my fingers. Like, <laughs> I, I, they were discussing the bill. You know, you know, send some more money out to people. But you know, it, I, from what I've seen, you know, they the, the talks of that have halted. Yeah. So they're gonna have to regroup, get back in their bag, and you know, come up with another plan for it to roll out some more money because there's a lot of struggling Americans right now in the economy, um, jobless, a lot of people filing for unemployment. Of course. You know, business, small businesses suffering. Um, 
there's a lot of people who feel as though, you know, the country has shown that they really, really don't necessarily care about that. They more so care about, you know, the major corporations. Of course. Uh, bail them out, keep the economy going that way, not necessarily worrying about you having health care or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? So how do you feel about that? How do you feel about, you know, the agenda of the government as opposed, you know, with the struggling Americans? Um, It's no surprise because, I mean, at the end of the day, you have to consider, you know, which party holds control in the presidency, mm-hmm. which party holds control in the House, and which party holds control in the Senate. Right now it's dominated by Republicans, which generally tend to, Again, disclaimer, I'm not overly political or anything like right, that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But they generally, from what I've noticed, Republicans are more money motivated. That's their that's their main concern when it comes to who they have in office and what things kind of get put in place. So the rich keep getting richer, as we've seen. And basically the middle class or lower middle class pretty much left to fend for themselves. They might get, you know, a little bit minimal government assistance here or there. Um, but besides that, man, as long as they keep lining their pockets, that's really all that they're worried about. Man, that's, that's just so, so sad, man. Because I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't necessarily essential workers, but they do a lot of hard work and they put their head down and go to work every day. And then to see them out of a job or don't know how they're going to necessarily pay this or that or, you know, fend for their family is a little disheartening. Oh, for sure. Um, but at the same time, you know... I just want to be thankful that I was deemed essential and I'm able to take care of my family, but I can't help, you know, but to be like an empath in a sense to worry about other people who aren't so fortunate, you know? Yeah, yeah of course, man. So it's, it's, it's definitely tough, tough to. And prayers, prayers go out to everyone that is struggling with whether it's you're without a job right now, been furloughed, struggling with anything COVID related at all. Mm-hmm. Um, just know you got to weather the storm and it, it'll pass. And everything will, I ain't gonna say necessarily everything will get back to normal because I feel like there's going to be a new normal mm-hmm. once this eventually does pass. But everyone will, they'll, they'll eventually get back to a good spot in, in due time, man, in due time. I feel you, man. Like when I, earlier I mentioned the climate change, man, when you, when you talk about social injustice, there's still unarmed black people uh, being shot by the police, being killed by the police. I'm not gonna just say shot. Being killed, murdered <laughs> by yeah. the police. Um, Wasn't there another one today? There, there was another one. Black man uh, going, getting into his car, shot seven times in the back. Didn't die, but he is in front in, of his family. In front of his family, yeah. Didn't die. He did. He is in uh, stable condition now, but he was shot seven times in the back. Terrible. Um, he very well could have been another hashtag. Do you feel safe as a black man? If if not, or if so, just explain how you how you feel and how you. And how what goes through your head when you see these these murders? Um, that's a very loaded question, and I'm gonna it's gonna be a little bit of a complex answer. Mm-hmm. Um, as a whole, no, I wouldn't necessarily feel safe just because of all the examples that we could have of mm-hmm. simple routine traffic stops, yeah, yeah, turning into you know someone losing their life. Mm-hmm. Um, now me personally. That's the thing, man. You you just end the day. You never really know, cause I guarantee yeah. you all those people, all the all the young black men that have been killed in inju- uh, unjustly by the police or you know white individual in general, 
there's no way that they had, you know, there's no way in their mind going into that day that was like, you know, there's a good chance I might not make a home in my exactly, family. Exactly, exactly. You're not really thinking about that. Yeah. You're thinking about, all right, cool, I'm just going to get up and do what I need to do, live my life, uh, get about my day, try to get through the best way I know how to get through with the information that I have. Not necessarily thinking about, well, when I go to the store, you know, and I'm trying to make a purchase, you know, they're going to racial profile me, yeah. police are going to show up, I'm going to end up getting shot, you know, hemmed up, yeah. whatever. You're not really thinking about those things, but it could very well so be you. Um, and it's very, once again, I hate to keep using the word, but it's very disheartening. The fact that we we, we don't know. You know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because, um, again, like, it, in the day, man, it's, it's a flip of the coin. It's a flip of the coin because you never know who is stepping out of that cop car if you do happen to get pulled over. Mm. You, you never know. You know what particular city or county you might be in, and their type of history that they have on, like you know, some racial disputes or whatever the case may be. And I can only speak on personal experience. I've never been in a situation where, like, I legit feared for my life in terms of involving the police. But I've had like I've had guns drawn on me by the police before, mm-hmm. and where like things that should have been like a routine traffic stop have definitely gone sideways. I've definitely been a part of that, but. I, I can at least say I I never felt like I was on the verge of like losing my life in that particular moment. Um, but yeah, man, that shit's real out here, bro. It's real, man. It's real, and I ain't trying to cuss like that, anymore, but it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's real out here, bro. Yeah, it's it's definitely real, man. And it's just one of those things where you feel is you feel like you know these people are like me. Like these people have jobs. These people have families. These people have everything that I have. They're existing in the same world that I exist in. And, you know, we have the same skin color. Yeah. And at the end of the day, there are a group of people out here that necessarily don't like us because of that skin color. Of course. And we're going to be treated differently and behaviors are going to be exhibited against us that shouldn't. But, once again, we have black skin. So, knowing that, it's kind of it's kind of scary for me because I feel like, you know... Ideally, you want to live in a world where you feel safe. You feel like you have the same rights as the next man, even though they're white or Asian or Hispanic or whatever. You know, you would think that you guys can live in harmony and you guys have a set of rules that you all abide by and you can coexist. You know, even if you don't necessarily like me for whatever reason, don't like me because of my who I am as a person, not necessarily just because I'm I'm black. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. To, to know that there's a group, there's a large group of people out there who support that agenda is very disheartening. Just to know that there's nothing you can really do about it. It's more so like I just don't like you because of, you know, your 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 ethnicity. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's it's, it's, Un- it's terrible. Un- unfortunately, that's what this country was founded on, man. So it's gonna take mm. multiple, multiple, multiple generations for that to get weeded and seeded. Um, now I will say. Our generation and a little bit younger, you're definitely seeing a huge shift. But end of the day, I don't ever think a hundred. I don't think racism will a hundred percent just completely disappear. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's just it's too enrooted, not just here in the U.S. but in the world in general. Um, but I would like to say, you know, maybe by the time you know Lil Jeff gets our age, right. or by the time he has kids, that like. There will be a noticeable change, a noticeable difference to how things are right now. Because, um, again, man, it seems like every few weeks, you flipping on the news and you seeing someone else that looks exactly like you 
trending for the wrong reasons, man. So yeah, man. the sooner that comes to an end, the better off we'll be as a country, as a people. And honestly, I mean, it just starts the trend to to change over the world. I mean, you've already seen Black Lives Matter movement, the the protests and the things that they're doing in various countries throughout the world. So yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's becoming widespread, and a lot of people are taking notice because they, even though they may not be black, there's a lot of uh, the same behavior being exhibited on other groups of people. Sure. So they can definitely identify with Black Lives Matter movement and you know unjust killings and stuff like that. Uh, in their country And so they're in support of Black Lives Matter Because of that Because they can identify You know There's a lot of people in Palestine That feel the same way that black people feel in America You yeah. know it's just, it's just It's just the way The way that it is Unfortunately You know It's a lot of hatred Wherever you go You know if For this reason or that reason It may not necessarily be racism It may not necessarily be prejudice But there is a form of hatred Everywhere you go In the world So it's just a, It's just about you know, us making sure that we uh, take care of ourselves and spread as much awareness as we can and continue to apply pressure. Yeah, Speak sure. out and demand things that are going to make a difference for not only just the country as a whole, but also our people specifically. Um, which brings me to my next point. It's 2020 election this year. Yeah. You know, we got two options. <laughs> Well, really, three options. If you wanna, if you wanna write in Kanye, there's gonna be a couple niggas that do that. But nah, <laughs> <laughs> nah. People go to the poll and troll. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you that's know, unfortunate because people will actually do that. There, there are gonna be a group of people that go to the poll and write in Kanye West. That's crazy. Exactly. But you know, as a whole, you know, Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Yeah. Um. With Donald Trump, we had a, we have a four year sample size. Exactly. And you can kind of see the trajectory of where he want to take things. You know what I'm saying? With the, yeah. With healthcare, <laughs> with with the economy, well, with trying to make sure that the stock market, even though the stock market is going to crash, it's not going to crash and burn. It's going to bounce back. It's just a matter of when. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, the housing market. He wants those things to continue to rise. He wants corporations to continue to go. Um, Told you, man. Even everything, at the expense. <laughs> everything is financially based, bro. Every, even at the expense of losing people even at the expense of victims of the coronavirus yep. even at the expense of poor people in general um the main shit on trump's mind if that shit can continue military economy and etc then him and his supporters are all for it yeah get joe biden as a counter <laughs> as, a, as a counter to that he says that you know you know, even though he signed the crime bill in the 90s, he's saying that he wants to bring an end to mass incarceration. He's saying that he wants to bring more awareness to, you know, Black Lives Matter, to, you know, defunding the police, quote unquote, to try and um, to try and put more resources in black communities, mm-hmm. to try to, you know, do something. I don't know what he's going to do, but do something with student loan debt. Because uh, there's definitely a crisis when it comes to that in the country. Yeah. So, with that being said, with hearing both sides, with knowing both sides, how does this influence your vote, and how do you feel about voting in general this year? Um, in terms of how it's influenced my vote, I will say I feel like it's just you don't. It's basically you're taking the best of a bad bunch in terms of the two options that we have. <laughs> um, I'm not a fan of. Trump, obviously, um, I would like 
Biden to obviously win the election. Because again, like I said, it's just the best of the bad bunch. Mm-hmm. And he has the most political experience out of the two. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, I personally think Donald Trump is actually racist. So I don't feel like you can progress as a country in today's <laughs> with society. A racist with a racist Exactly. Yeah. Um, now, am I confident that Joe Biden will win? Not at all, honestly. So you think that we will have another four years of Donald Trump? Unfortunately, it's, it's trending that way. Yeah. Because, um, again, at the end of the day, regardless of the pandemic and everything that's been going on, the people who are going to back Donald Trump are going to look at what they've done, what he's done for them financially. Their situations haven't changed at all during a pandemic. If you look at the, if you look at the stock market, right, if, even today, if you look at the Dow Jones, those corporations are flourishing. They're doing well. They're doing great. Tesla, if you bought Tesla stock in the last 18 months, you, you, you got a bag right now. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Microsoft and these companies that we care about, like Apple and Nike, and they're doing just fine. I'm not, yeah. There's no dip there. You know, now a lot of other companies... Uh, pharmaceutical companies, by the way, they're doing well. A lot of supply chains are doing well. So those are the resources that a lot of the rich people that are going to be voting for Trump, those tax breaks that they're going to be getting, because remember, that money is not pre-tax. That money yeah. is going to be taxed after we spend what we need to spend, which is why people get mad at rich people, because it's like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're getting taxed before you even get your check, you know? So they're not worried about Trump being racist, per se. They're not worried about Trump, you know, what he says in in, in press conferences or, you know, state of addresses or his allegations with I him agree. and women. They won't worry about any of that. They're worrying about how Trump is going to help them in their business. And they live in situation. And they live in situation and them taking care of their family. They're not worrying about the world. They're not worried about, you know. And I can honestly say this, man, because <laughs> I've talked to a few Republicans about it. I, would, I don't know any, any Republican that I've personally talked to. That like likes Donald Trump as a person. I think he's a terrible human being as a whole. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of like what they've done for or what he's done for them financially, like you're saying, they financial situation. Yeah. Their situation at home. It's pretty good for them. So it's pretty good for them. And the thing about it is, if they if they vote Democrat, they feel as though they'll be losing in a way. Yeah. Because for, sure. for the because for the the talking points that they're looking for. Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden go against that in a way. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, cool. You're going to tax us more. You're not going to give us the same cuts. You want to provide financial assistance for poor and middle class people in these ways, which will, t- in, in the grand scheme of things, take away from us in our tax bracket. It's like it goes against what we would be voting for in the first place. They're voting for public policy. They're not voting... Because they don't like Trump or they yeah. don't like Joe Biden. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it's hard to convince them with the social injustice movement. Because we, whether we think about it or not, there's a lot of people who identify Republicans as just being racist. Or like, or like, or yeah, being, of course. Or, or being, it's like the, it's like the Trump hat has become like the Confederate flag in a way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they don't look at it, Republicans, as, you know, you know they're just the other wing. They look at it like it's become like. Politics and social injustice combined in one. Um, so they don't look at it the same way that somebody who would be a Trump supporter looking at uh, the economic relief would look at it, uh, which was what we talked about. Uh, so I can definitely know. I definitely know where you're coming from because I know a lot of Republicans and they say a lot of the same things. Like, look, we protecting our back. <laughs> yeah, but I will say this about the the hat comment. 
I feel like anyone I've seen wearing that hat is definitely racist. Oh, bro. for sure, for sure, <laughs> and for sure. And it's like, like if you if you if you're like, I'm on the plane, right? If I see a passenger and they're wearing like the Trump 2020 red face mask, it's it's like an automatic twitch in your brain, like damn, yeah. that nigga don't like me. And it might even be the case, but it's just become that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. For you know, sure, and there's sure. a lot of people that you see with a Trump hat. I don't know anybody that I've seen with a Trump hat. That I would necessarily be going to grab a beer with, you know. I don't. I, don't, I just don't. Yeah. I know Trump you. supporters, but I don't know somebody that's gonna walk around with a red Trump hat, a MAGA hat, that I that I fuck with. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't no, know nobody. That's hundred percent. You know what 100%. I'm saying? So it's like I've seen people with a parody Trump hat, but I don't, not like yeah, a real not the actual MAGA thing. hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like why would they wear that around a, a black man? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. So it's like I agree, bro. So even if you have one, I don't really think that's something you pull out and come to hang with Matt and Jeff. You Way know? too many negative connotations associated with that, bro. Yeah. So they probably just rather not. It's the new. It's the new Confederate flag, bro. <laughs> yeah, and it's like at the end of the day, I think a lot of people are going to be taking those same feelings to the voting booth, you know. And whether Trump, I mean, not not Trump, whether Biden changes that narrative or not with what he does in his presidency, if he if he were to win, um. They feel good knowing that they at least voted against what they don't want to happen again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to they'd rather see, wait and see with Joe Biden than take another chance on a flyer with Donald Trump. Yeah. And in, in their situation. Because I know a lot of people who are lower middle class, low class, they don't think that those situations will change either way. They don't feel as though if we vote for Joe Biden, Joe Biden wins. That, you know, I'm going to get a better job or my family's going to be in a better situation for the, over the next four years. Yeah. Um, they're right. They're right. <laughs> but at the same time, they're right to think that because you got to understand. It, you can't you cannot you can't make that much change in a country in only four years. First off, especially if you're a Democratic president, but the House and Senate are still predominantly Republican. Most of the stuff you're trying to get passed not gonna not gonna fly. Yeah, how are you gonna pass a bill in the House of Representatives is predominantly Republican and you're a Democrat? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot of what happened with Barack Obama. Yeah. Barack Obama wanted to pass a lot of things and they just vetoed it. They exactly. Just, you know, a lot. Of, he he really wanted to pass a lot of things that were specific to black and brown people. You know, some of it got through. You know, we, we were able to get you know healthcare. We were able to get the don't ask, don't tell. We were able, you know. To uh, get some economic relief as far as some black people being able to go to college for free and stuff like that, there are a lot of uh, a lot of the black celebrity, a lot mm. of the black people were able to go to the White House, and that never would have happened under Trump. I agree. But at the same time, there's also a lot of world suffering that happened under under Barack Obama that he could or could not have stopped per se. You know, a lot of those drones that were dropped when George Bush was president over these countries and. Just because they had Obama sticker on it instead of Bush, that I mean, it still didn't happen. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, it, so it's like you know, could could Obama have stopped that? Uh, you know, over Somalia, hey, over you know, I, whatever. But it's it's just like it's like hindsight's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing, and it's like and it's, at the end of the day, you know, I feel like, I feel as like my heart. I, I fall asleep at night very well, knowing that I think that he did most that he could have done. Yeah, I mean, um, you got, for what he had, it was it was always going to be an uphill battle. You're the first black president, for the most part. I ain't going to say that for the yeah. most part, the country, but there's a lot of people in the country that want to see you fail. I mean, you had 
you had all these different. I, I feel as though most of the country. Yeah, you had all these different <laughs> politicians, political pundits, TV analysts, like they coming out asking for your birth certificate, like discrediting everything you, before you even step foot into the office. Your education. It's like it's like everything that Obama had done. Had done. It tried. It tried to find something on him that would discredit him. Of course. And yet there was nothing over eight years. No scandals. Beautiful family. No allegations, accusations. Every president, you have allegations, accusations come out. Every president. Of course. Trump, Bush, Clinton, everybody. Reagan. Mm-hmm. There was there's none of that attached to Obama in eight years. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just... But yet it's still criticism of what he... Maybe what he should have done more of for black people. But outside of that, where's, where's, the, where's the down... Where's the downward spiral of... Of Barack Obama, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. Do you feel as though, no matter how great you are, and this is anybody, this is not just presidents, how great you are, there's always going to be a group of people that will find something to nitpick. Of course, of course. Why is that? Is um, it, why can't some things? I mean, I know that most things will have that is critique. I get it, but why can't something just be kind of universal? You know um, what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's great. You know what I'm saying? Michael yeah. Jordan is, is, is a very great basketball player. Kobe Bryant is very great. LeBron's great. But yet it's still like, oh, but yeah, LeBron the GOAT because, you know, he, I don't know. He lost in the final six times. Kobe not the GOAT because, you know, this and that. Michael ain't the GOAT because LeBron yeah. passed him and, you know, Kareem had more of this and Wilt had more. You know, it's like, is it just like a subjective thing or is it just there can never be a one person that's always that's universally regarded as this. It's a it's a complex answer because I think at the end of the day, people always want to see people who are doing really well at things fail and struggle with stuff. Um, some people are just gonna have those type of arguments, like you say, with the whole Braun, Kobe, and MJ example. Mm-hmm. Some people are just gonna say outlandish stuff about them just for the sake, just to have some type of argument, just to start something. You know what I mean? Um, it it kind of it kind of depends on like, really honestly like what particular I know you said it pertains to everybody but yeah. what particular like industry or field you know what I mean yeah yeah because athletes are gonna get critiqued a certain way musicians Mus- entertainers yeah, doctors yeah, yeah. You know, like pharmacists there's like everybody is like oh you have this pharmaceutical company they can be doing great things for people you know what I'm saying but then it'd be this group of people over here it was like. Big farmers killing people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, and it's like you now you're lumping this group into the entire industry. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I would say this though. That I think this one rule would ring true to all of that, and that's at the end of the day, if you got someone that's in a bad situation or not doing well, that's not you know happy with their position in life right now, they're always going to try to bring somebody down there with them. Mm. At the end of the day, um, and it, it, it don't matter, and it don't matter how successful how big of a gap it is between that one person that's trying to bring you down and how the successful person that they are actually trying to bring down, they're going to try to get you there. You see it all the time, bro. It's like like Drake, right? <laughs> Drake is... What's an embrace? Whatever record, like, whatever record he breaks, however number one records he has, it's always something. Yeah. Oh, he had a ghostwriter. Oh, he a bitch. He's soft. Oh, he's... You know, he got a stripper pregnant. Oh, he, whatever. Whatever yeah. they want to say again about him. He's too pop. He's too pop. He sings. You know. 
Bro, it's Drake, bro. Like he's he's Drake. Like he's back in the day they would just call that versatility, bro. Yeah, he's versatile. <laughs> he he's versatile. He's an artist. He can sing. He can make all types of records. Like, what's the what's the what's the issue? Why do you feel the need to hate on him? You know what I'm saying? It's like he's so great. He still has a pool of people that's like, nah. You know, <laughs> it's like, you know, like what is that? Like it's people love to hate a trending topic too. Yeah, and I think some people they don't necessarily hate Drake or anybody that's great. I'm just using Drake as an example, but you know, you hear the same thing with Kendrick, you hear the same thing with J. Cole, all these people that we feel that are great in this in this particular field. But it's like there's a group of people I think they they, they don't necessarily hate these people, but they just like being the contrary. They like being like, oh, that nigga trash. Even though in their mind, they might even listen to the nigga's music. They might have yeah. him in his music library and everything. All his albums. But yeah, they 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 just want to be on the other side. Spark like, controversy, just spark a conversation. Spark an argument, man. That's why they do it. That's what I <laughs> they trolling. They know they are. Oh, LeBron trash. Oh, he Skip. lost the Warriors. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's <laughs> LeBron can't shoot free throws. What? You know? Like, it's just, I don't know. But That's a fact, though. Yeah, it is. I'm saying. I'm saying. I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. But it, you. that's like a very minute, like statement. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, all right, cool. You're gonna take. You're gonna you discredit shoot. everything he does off because. <laughs> yeah, like he's not a great for one, free throw for the one thing yeah, that he doesn't do particularly yeah, well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I got you. All right, what about him leading the league in assists? All right, what about him still at year 17, averaging 25? What you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, what about getting the number one seed in the West? That's hard. You know? Oh, of course. But yet, oh, he only shoots 75. percent Instead of eighty, he need to be eighty two. You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> I can't, I can't win. You know, or all right, I win the championship in Cleveland for first time that any sport in Cleveland has won in over forty years, <laughs> and yet, oh uh, yeah, but you know, they still came back and beat you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it, it, it's like it's puzzling, but at the same time, you know, like I said, I get it. There are always going to be a group of people, like you said, that you know. They just kind of like to see that if everybody is saying that LeBron James is great, there's gonna be a group of people that's like, don't like to see that, people that on, that good. Don't like to see people on he the pedestal Kobe. for too long, he bro. He ain't, you know, he ain't LeBron, he ain't Jordan, he ain't Wilt better, exactly. you know. So, man, <laughs> sorry I riled up. No, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good, man. So, do you feel like you could ever date an industry chick? Industry chick? Yeah, like, and when I say industry chick, I don't mean necessarily like. When I say industry, I just mean somebody that's like really, really popular. Like, so like high IG engagement. Somebody are we talking about, about like, with celebrities? Okay, so they're not like an actual celebrity. They're just they might more, be like a socialite. They've gotten like social media fame, basically. Pretty much, like it would be the equivalent to like maybe an IG model that happens to do hostings, might even get an appearance on a reality show or something. You know, not necessarily a, not necessarily like a a talent, but more so like a socialite, like a Drea or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Um. Date them? No, probably not. Probably not. And that's no like encounter or entanglement. (laughs) An entanglement. (laughs) (laughs) You know, for the weekend, whatever. Date them? Nah, bro. Because I mean, this this is my personal opinion, and any of them are out here listening. You know, don't take no offense to it. Uh Um, but yeah, man, I just feel like we're not gonna have, we're not gonna relate on too much stuff. Um. I'm a lot more laid back. I don't necessarily need to be out in the spotlight and the limelight. Mm-hmm. So we're already going to kind of, not clash, but it's going to be a little bit of a disconnect there. Um, 
I'm also a firm believer that, um, and this, yeah, I'm also a firm believer in general that a lot of these women who have, like you're saying, industry women are basically made their way strictly based off of their looks. I don't really necessarily bring too much to the table, man, long term. Um, Because in the day, if you, it's a lot, being attractive, an attractive person in general has a lot of benefits and perks, especially early on in your life. So if you're able, if you're a very attractive female, you've been able to get by on your looks pretty much until like your mid to late 30s, especially if you like super bad. So like what tangible skills and what tangible benefit or talents are you bringing to the relationship outside of like, okay, yeah, you can host these shows or, you know, get X amount of likes. That'll bring some money into your pocket. Cool. But like what I need, I need more substance than that. That's just me personally, though. I would like to hear your take on that, though. I feel as though dating a woman like that uh, would get. Now, this is this is just my opinion from the outside looking in because I never dated a woman like that. Uh, me either, by the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I never, I never dated a woman with that type of that type of status. But um, the closest I've had to that was maybe someone in my circle. Uh, or somebody that I know very well have dated women like this that we're talking about. Um, and from their experience, from me, when I outside looking in, it's more so of, uh, it's more so like you're indirectly buying a, a encounter with somebody, kind of. It's like, you know, what positions can you put me in? What can you do for me type of deal? It's not necessarily like we're like building a real connection. That's what I'm saying, man. That's why I was yeah. like, "What are you bringing to the table?" Because we're not yeah. building anything. You're not. You're not, man. It's not like we are. We're gonna build a family. It's more so like we we go out on trips. You know, you pay to get my nails and stuff done. Uh, you buy me nice gifts. You know, on holidays, my birthday, and all that. Um, we dress nice, take good pictures. It's more so like a superficial type of deal. It's not necessarily like us really like honing in and learning each other and building a life with each other and doing life with each other. It's more so like me, you know, make sure I'm in my bag so that I can be able to afford to be with you type of deal. Exactly, bro. Just because you're bad, you know, and I don't really, I don't, I can't really do that because I know that I'll get burnt out trying to keep that up. Um, I just don't feel it's worth it for one. Like after, cause, cause at the end of the day, like if I, if you're that attractive, the most that can happen is, yeah, we have sex. That, that that's the that's the that's the. I don't know if 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 I'm with you because of your looks, then that's like the highest yeah that exactly I can, that I can get. You know what I'm saying? So after we have sex for a while, then what? That's what I'm saying. You what what, what saying? else are you bring to the table? Yeah, bro? You know, and it's like it's like okay, cool. We, we've had sex a hundred times. I, I, I we don't have anything else to really be with each other for. You know, it's not like we have a lot in common, or it's not like we are starting businesses together or we are you know having children building a family none of that it's more so we just like to fuck i mean for honestly Jeff, for the type of people that that we are bro it's just it would it would bring way more headache than what we need in our daily lives and like the comment off what you were saying in the day bro it feels like your relationship really comes more monetary based than anything <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you're automatically going into your budget more so like can i afford this in general, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, cause at the end of the day, like when you go on social media, I'm not, I'm not saying that social media directly translates to real life, cause it, a lot of times it doesn't. But 
if you just look at the landscape of social media, there's a lot of things that a lot of women now in 2020 are identifying with that's like, I'm so happy I'm not part of, you know? And it may be like, well, if we're in, in a bar and you buy me a drink, you gotta buy my friends a drink too. Why? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, just, it's like, it's just like, why do I, do? I don't want your friends. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to buy you a drink. You know, I'll take you out. I'll, you know, I'll do that. Why do I have to buy your three friends a drink as well? Now I'm spending $12 a pop yeah. <laughs> plus my drink, <laughs> you know, and then what if I had to buy another round? Now I look at my credit card the next day. And I don't spend 140 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck did I just do? Oh, yeah, bro. I'd be, I mean, I'd be damned if, nah, you're not about to just be using me for things. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, so, I can see that from a mile away. I'm and, good and, on that. And it's like, and it's like, at the end of the day, you got to do a lot of shit like that. Oh, it's Friday. Cash at me $300. Why? You know, like, it's, it's so it's, it's just one of those things. I just don't feel like I could continue to do that. For one, I can't do it. Uh, but two, I don't know why I would want to. Seems very. In the day, Rob, those type of relationships, I feel like very, very surface level, uh, surface level, superficial, all that, bro. It's just, again, just for me, just for me, I personally, I personally couldn't do it. Yeah, man. I It wouldn't I, work for me, man. Yeah, man. Because even if you look at people who are rich and get with one of these girls who got like a little bag, they're not necessarily, it's not real money, but it's, they're getting a little sack here and there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, even if they got a few thousand here and there. Um, like they get a rapper or something, and you know he might be established rapper, maybe a millionaire. You know, uh, even when those relationships happen, it still looks superficial. You know, it still looks like we're just kind of doing this for the public. It doesn't necessarily look like a. There's some relationships that you know get married. You know, Steph and Aisha, stuff, couples yeah. like that. Russ and Sierra. But cool. she, but she wasn't a. Uh, it wasn't like Aisha was an industry chick exactly. or anything like it, that. Exactly. So. They weren't that though. They were, you know, Chrissy Teigen, John Legend. Chrissy Teigen's not like IG model or nothing like that. She's, she looks like a wife. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> <laughs> Aisha, Aisha looks like. <laughs> Aisha looked like she was gonna get married at some point, you know. Like, <laughs> Sierra was with you. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. But she didn't. It didn't work out, you know. Yeah. So it's like at the end of the day, you know, I just feel like if it's not like on that level, and we're not gonna take it there, it's kind of like it's more so, you know. Let's just try to see if we can buy ourselves to keep each other in each other's lives for a while and look great for other people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean, man. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Man, man, man. So, um, what do you expect? <laughs> Sorry, I was just laughing. <laughs> what do you expect out of a, out of a relationship if you're in, if you're going to be in one? And this is like this is like just if you if you were just a bachelor, Matt, whatever, and you were going into a new situation. So much what, a relationship in in general. In, in, in general, yeah. What would you? What would you want? What what would I'm not saying what would keep you happy because I know that emotions change. We're human. Yeah. But what are some things that you wouldn't like kinda look for? Um That sounds like a first date question. <laughs> 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 oh man. Low key. But I, I mean it's I saw like we in a booth and we just ordered strawberry lemonade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh it's, I mean it's, I'll answer though. Um I mean, first and foremost, obviously, respect me and my family. Um, want to have somebody that I can build with, not just you know financially, but personally. Mm-hmm. Someone that's got my best interests at heart. Um, someone that's 
going to challenge me mentally. Um, Cause I don't think anyone really, anyone really likes a, a pushover or someone they can walk over at the time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I don't want somebody that like, has got too much attitude or like feels like just starts arguments or bickering over like small petty things. I think that's very toxic. So, you know what I mean? I mean, I feel like I'm saying like the automatics, you know what I mean? Like things that you, you should, yeah. you, if, if you're looking for a relationship, those but, are things but that it's, should. it's, it's kind of necessary. Yeah, it you is. Cause, you, Cause like loyalty, a lot of those things are like, oh, okay, cool. It's cliche, whatever. But it's like really, it's kind of, it's, it's cliche, it's cliche to say it, but it's kind of like uncommon to find. Oh, for sure. You know what I'm saying? For it's sure. like, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to like find somebody that's like, is for you. Like, for real, for real. It's because there's a lot of and with uh, piggybacking off your loyalty comment. There's a lot. Is loyalty is multifaceted for sure. Yeah. So like a lot of women or men just in general, when they think loyalty, they're automatically just talking about like sleeping with someone else. Yeah. But it's like a lot deeper than that. Yeah. Loyalty be more like okay, if I'm at my worst, going through a tough financial time, knowing that you still here for me, gonna stick around. Being like, oh no, nah, that nigga's broke now. He ain't really yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good on that time to exactly. slide. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Or if you like on the come up and you're trying to grind and pop, you know, in some type of way, whatever you're trying to do, you're building something, whether it's a company or product or whatever, and you don't really got it going for you right now. Yeah. But you know they're gonna be loyal to you because they are attached to you and your spirit. Not necessarily. All right, cool. Well, he can buy me this and take me here. Yeah, it's more so like I I'm here because I really fuck with you. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's that's kind of, that's that's tough, you know, because at the end of the day, the relationship is beyond surface level at that point. You know, like you said, it's more so about like what's inside the internal thing. Because I know that I can't really get this anywhere else because I'm really fucking with the person. Yeah, at this point, of yeah. course. I feel like if you're actually pursuing a relationship with someone in general should no longer be surface level from the jump Mm. so and i feel like that happens way too often where it is still surface level and then people wonder why problems arise three six nine months into it if Mm. they even make it that long yeah so and it's tough man like i said it's tough uh a lot of people get in situations and they feel like oh it's the one you know like then Later on, things start to come out because the presentation that they gave you sort of fades. Yeah, you know, and it's like, <laughs> dang, you really don't, you really don't do that. You know, See, like it's that's where and that's where I feel like I differ from that a little bit because I've always been a person where like I never quite bought into what a person brings to the table initially in terms of like the first month or two of talking, hanging out, and stuff because that's still. Still very new. You're still trying to show like your best side. You be the best version of me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, not. You, you don't know me. I ain't got my guard all the way down or nothing. Yeah. See, any relationship <laughs> I've ever been in, like it was more so of a talking, hanging out for like at least like an eight to nine month period type thing, where it was like, don't get me wrong, like people know that we are like basically yeah. together, but we're not like official. It's more so because I got a. I got to really know you, like, you know what I'm saying, inside and out before, like, I'm willing to take, invest that much into you like that. That's just me personally, though. I know, because, I mean, there's, it's different for everybody. Because, I mean, how long did you, how how long were you and Lori talking before you decided to start dating and then got married? We, we, were, we were talking for 
six months. See, a pretty decent amount yeah, of time wasn't like six months. I think we talked from April of that year to like September. So like five and a half, six months. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Pam official. And we were only we were only engaged we were only together before we got engaged, maybe like seven months, eight months. Yeah, that was a very quick uh yeah. very quick turnaround. Seven, man. eight months, and then we got married like another six months after we got engaged. So it was only like a whole 18, 19 month. That's a quick swing, Jeff. Yeah, it's like 18, 19 months. Luckily, it was a home run. Yeah, of course, man. <laughs> but, of course. It was, but shout out Lori. You, you could, yeah, shout out to Lori. But, you know, you know, like I said, you know, I pulled the trigger because I felt like I felt like it was meant to be. I was in my best case scenario. I, I was hoping that it felt it worked out the way it worked out. You know what I'm saying? And it yeah. had, and thank God it worked out. Uh, but for a lot of people, it don't. You know, a lot of people, you know, they they, they get fucked man. up in these places stay. So, like, oh, let's yeah. get married, you know. I knew, I mean, I knew it was a good fit for you, man, because you seem like you're, again, I'm not, and to anyone who doesn't know the extent of uh, Jeff and myself's relationship, we've known each other, been good friends for, since sixth grade. Sixth grade, yeah. So, it, it was, during that time, the whole, when you were, when you guys were dating or in the, I guess, either on the verge or in the beginning stages of, like, you getting engaged and whatnot, that's mm-hmm. definitely the happiest i've seen you so yeah man i, I figured that. i figured it was it was going to work out yeah man yeah man so um dang like 15 years 15 yeah so right. 6 years okay. to 12th grade then 4 years of college that's 10 then we've been out of college for 5 years so. yeah about 15 yeah, about, man. yeah 15 yeah. yeah sheesh time flies man time flies that's <laughs> when you having fun yeah, yeah with your day ones man yeah man so that's that's, that's rare a lot of people don't have friends from fifth and sixth grade. Not at all, man. All that, I'm, I'm so. blessed to say I actually have a lot of those. Yeah, man. We. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. We we have a lot of those, man. Guess shout out to Guess, shout out to Trey, shout out to, you know, we met, we met Devontae in college, but he feels like he's he's one of those people. He's one of those acquisitions that kind of <laughs> joined the team and you went and got a Super Bowl with him. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like that, like Dion with the you over 95 the Cowboys. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, dang, I got he took you. us over the top with it. I got you, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Shit. Yeah. There's a lot of people that I kick it with, though, from I went to elementary school with, man. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, I, and actually, I was having this conversation with uh, with Devin probably a few months ago, man. And I think it's that small town complex because Devin's from Gaffney. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of the friends that he's known since elementary school, middle school, they all went to the same high school. They all went to the same college. Obviously, a lot of people from USC moved to Charlotte mm-hmm. afterwards. So, like, you've been around, like, the same nucleus of, like, core friends or, yeah. like, good friends for 10-plus years. Same thing with Rock Hill. And Rock Hill, y'all either you went to one of the same – few elementary schools and went to what one or two or three different middle schools you either went to rock hill high northwest and south point 80 percent of them either went to usc or clemson yep. all the ones that went to usc seems like they either moved back to rock hill or stayed in the charlotte mm-hmm. for the most part yeah so same thing man i was like no trace in second grade yeah man it's it's just one of, it's one of the, that was that was the way you laid that out man was perfect because it is a small town complex a lot of you, you grow together, and you kind of make a lot of the same moves. Uh, 
it's, 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 it is environmental in a way because I mean, a lot of times you make the same moves because the people around you are making those moves. Yeah, I remember I went. I remember I applied to USC because Trey applied to USC. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I just remember that moment. I remember he was like, "Yo, man," I was like, "When? Where are you gonna apply to?" He was like, "Florida State, College Charleston, USC." I'm like, "All right, bet you going to USC." Uh, if you go to USC, well, if you apply to USC, then that's the one that's in state. I'm gonna apply to. Yeah, I'm applying to College Charleston. And those are the only two colleges I applied to: College Charleston and USC. Got into both, chose USC because everybody was going to USC. So I just felt like, dang, if I would have went to Charleston, then it would have been like, you never know, man. You know, it would have been, it would have been different. I would have had a new set of friends from there, you know, and then I would have, you know, had to come back sometimes, and you go up there sometimes, and it would have been a different dynamic. It's a, you know, man. It's that's a lot, bro. Because at the same time, it's 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 obviously a good thing because you want to have like that good nucleus, that good core that's mm-hmm. around you, so you yeah. have that like sense yeah. of comfortability. But at the same time, and you never quite know how you would have, you never quite know how you would have panned out, or how things would have been just different altogether if you would have like taken that leap of faith, gone mm-hmm. to a different school, or left the South like altogether. You know Thanks. what I mean? So. It's it goes both ways, man. It goes both ways, but I feel like you know for the most part, we ended up in a pretty good spot. So yeah, man, we ended up in a good space, man. Uh, ended up in a good space. A lot of people that I'm around. Um, I feel like we push each other. I feel like we, yeah. despite being around each other for so long, we all still have our own sense of direction. None of us, you know, none of us in and out of jail. None of us got baby mamas everywhere. You know what I'm saying? None of us, none of us, we all, oh, damn, got to collect some bill money, yeah. you know, make sure we got a reserve for such and such. You know, none of that. It's, it's not It's not like any shady shit. It's more so like we all just trying to find our way, you know? All my boys check a lot of the boxes. Yeah, man. That's And that's that's great. That's a great team to have, man. So, you know, I really, I really fuck with that. Man. So, um, man, we covered a lot, man. We did, Relationships, man. politics. Dang, man. You know. We didn't get into religion, but we'll save that for it. <laughs> save that for another day, man. <laughs> like last box we got, man. right? Right. Yeah, man. So, and you got any? You got any last remarks, man? Where can people find you on social media, and how can people, you know, how can people find uh, Matt Harvey? Yeah, man. Um, I don't really be on like Snapchat or nothing like that, or Twitter really anymore. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> it's we been years. You get Twitter. Yeah, yeah, man. Or activate your Twitter again. I don't I, know if you still got it, but I peaked in college. If y'all didn't know, but uh, <laughs> uh, y'all can find me on Instagram um, at the kid Matt, and that's T H A underscore K I D underscore M A T T. Okay. Um, I guess my last words would be: get out there and vote. Yeah, man. Get out there and vote. November third. Uh, November 3rd, you guys know what to do, man. Do your research. Uh, when I tell people when it's time to vote, I tell people look at not only the talking points, but look at the policies that they want to bring forth and also look at the policies that they want to keep in place. Like There are some new presidents that will come in and that won't change certain things that the previous president put in place. See what I'm saying? Like When Obama was in, the pre- was in his presidency, and he passed the Obamacare. You know, Trump came and I mean, he changed the name, but it's not. It's the same. It's the same program. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> so if you don't, if you didn't fuck with Obamacare, then you voted for Trump because you felt like you wanted to, you know, abolish some of Obama's policies. You failed because a lot of the policies he kind of kept, but just wanted to kind of take credit for it. Um, so make sure you do your, you know, your policy research, man. Go out there and vote. Um, exercise your right either way 
when I say exercise, you're right. You know, there are some people who are going to look at the scenario and want to go a different direction than you. But nevertheless, get out there and do what you need to do, man. Don't abuse that right. I just want to say that. Don't abuse your right of being able to vote and just either circling the name or checking the box just because you either dislike a candidate but don't actually have, like, substance behind your decision. Because at that point, you might as well have not voted because then you hurt yeah. that cause. Yeah. That's my that's my sense on yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm never anybody that's going to pressure anybody. Either way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people are like, you need to vote. You need to do this. You need to vote for this person. If you don't, then you're against what we're trying to do and all that type of stuff. I'm never on that type of time, you know. So, whatever you decide, whatever direction you decide to go in this whole process, I'm telling you to just to make sure you do your research and do what you feel comfortable doing. Don't do it because the person beside you doing it. Don't do it because something you saw uh, on TV and that you like this person, so you're going to do what they told you to do. Uh, none of that. Do your due diligence and make your decision. And then my last piece on that, make sure you spend and pay attention to, put a lot of your time into what's going on with your local elections. Mm. The reason why I say that is you as an individual have the most pool in a local election than you do on a national election. And you'll feel the most change from a local switch than you would a national switch. Exactly. A lot it's going to affect you, affect you a lot more directly. Exactly. So that's that's my last piece on that. Like I said, I, I ain't overly political or nothing, but I feel like that is very important. So I wanted to stress that. Yeah, man. Like I said... Um you all know where to find me on Instagram, man. It's the Young Jeffrey Show. We at Young Jeffrey. Uh, Twitter, at one Jeff underscore. I don't think I shout out my Twitter enough, so I'm going to say that. Um, visuals of the podcast coming pretty soon. I'm going to start recording the podcast um, visually. Start a YouTube channel. You find me on TikTok at Young Jeffrey 803. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this man's TikTok, yo. Hey, Young Jeffrey 803, man. TikTok, man. We going up every week, so... Um, yeah, man, this is another episode. We had we had a special guest, Matthew Harvey, on here, man. Thank you for coming through, man. Thank this you for having me, bro. Very, 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 very pleasant. Always, always a pleasure, Jeff. Yeah, for always. Sure, for sure.